The message you're about to listen to is of Oikea Christian Center. Remain blessed as you listen. Alright, welcome to Element Prisology. Again. Thank you again, sir. Thank you, ma. Thank you for the honor. Let's have a seat. You are following us online. God has blessed you. And uh, we want you to know that you are in our hearts. Do let us know where you have joined from. Do let us know how this meeting is being a blessing to you. All right? Uh, don't forget to react. Praise the Lord. And don't also forget to share the live service. Praise Jesus. First Corinthians chapter 15. Uh, we started by uh, <clears throat> looking at the grace of God. And we began to connect sin to what he called ministry gift. Praise the Lord. We saw from Ephesians to everyone is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Now in explaining the grace that is given, it went further in verse 8. So wherefore he said, when he ascended up on high, he left captivity captive and he gave what? Gifts unto men. Now don't forget, to everyone is given grace. So now, what he called grace, he now called what? Gift. So, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and he gave gifts unto men. Praise the Lord. Alright, verse 8, verse 9. Okay. Uh, what is it that he ascended? The sent first descended into the lower parts of the earth. Then in verse, in verse 10, he that what? Uh, descended is also what? The one that ascended far above heavens that he may feel all things. Praise the Lord Jesus. Those are powerful. He descended. Is another teaching entirely. Praise the Lord to the lower parts of the earth. Now he ascended is also a very strong explanation of a major, in fact, the crucial part of Jesus' work for salvation. Praise the Lord Jesus. When he ascended far above heavens. Far above heavens. Just talking about the firmament. Okay, when he went to the throne of God. Now, we know that the crucial part of Jesus' work are those work that were not done in the realm of man. In fact, the death of Jesus that saved us, praise the Lord Jesus, was not the death on the cross of Calvary. Praise the Lord, because it was not only Jesus who died on the cross on Calvary that day. Abi, <laughs> Hallelujah. Alright? In fact, Jesus' death on the cross, pay attention, Jesus' death on the cross was not God's judgment on our sin. Jesus' death on the cross was the people's eh, punishment on him for what they think he did wrong. Jesus was hung on the cross in the mind of the people who hung him on the cross with the same mindset with which they hung the other two. Come on. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So, the death of Jesus that saved us was not physical death. Because physical death was not the wage for sin. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Uh, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, all right, being justified by faith through the grace that is in Jesus. Then he said, the wages of sin is what? Death. Pay attention. The wages of sin is death. 
So which death? Because if physical death is the wage for sin, then we go on sinning. Then Jesus didn't need to come. When we die physically, we would have paid for our sins. Come on. We would have paid for our sins. So Jesus did not need to come. Come on. Since all will die, then all will eventually pay for their sin. The one who will not die, that is if the wages of sin, of sin was physical death, is the one who will not die that will not face what? Maybe probably when Jesus comes. Do you, do you understand that? So physical death is not the wage for sin. So Jesus' physical death was not the wage for sin. Jesus' physical death was the way for him to die the death that is the wage for sin. So the death of Jesus that saved us did not happen on earth. Come on. So he said, what is he that what he ascended? Except that he has first descended. Look at where he descended to. To the lower parts of the earth. So the death that saved us did not happen on earth. Are you listening to this? You remember Jesus said, I have yet many things to tell you, but you can't bear them now. I have yet many things means that I have told you some things. I have yet many things to tell you, but you cannot bear them now. How be it when the spirit of truth come, it will guide you into what? So all truth will be these things that I want to tell you, but I cannot tell you because you can't bear it now. It will therefore mean that those were the things he didn't tell them. Come on, talk to me. Again, another reference to the spirit of truth, he said, when the spirit of truth come, he will guide you to all truth. He will show you things to come. Come on. He will show you things to come. Praise the Lord. Now, what are things to come? Praise the Lord. Don't forget, he was saying it in chapter 16. In 17, he offered his last prayer. Okay? The true Lord's prayer. Alright? You know the true Lord's prayer. Alright? Then in, verse, in chapter 18, he was what? Arrested. In chapter 19, John, he was what? Crucified. In chapter 20, he resurrected. So, the things to come from chapter 16 is what? Chapter 18 and what? Chapter 19 and 20. So, things to come regarding his death, his burial, and his resurrection. There were things to come as at the point he was saying them. Are you, are you trying to say? Good. Now, so he said, you can't bear them, but you will be able to bear them when the spirit comes. Talking about the spirit within. Pay attention. Then in 14, uh, bearing uh, reference again to the spirit of truth, he said, when he come, he will testify of me. The spirit of truth. Then he turned to them and said, you also will bear witness of me too, because you have been with me from the beginning. So it therefore means that the spirit will have his own witness. You too will have your own witness. But your own witness, he said, you have been with me from the beginning. So it will be I witness account. So you will account for what you saw and what you heard. Come on. And that's what we have today as the gospels. Now, there, but there will be another witness, which will be the spirit word, witness. Which means that it will be things that are beyond the human, human eyes. But only the spirit will be a witness. Come on. And it is the greater part of Jesus' work. That's why you see, the gospel is not in the Gospels. 
Nobody was saved in the gospel. The gospels. Because the message that saved, come on, was in there. Because it has to be Jesus' resurrection. So he couldn't have been preached while he was walking. Hallelujah to God. So the gospel is not in the gospels. So what is the message in the gospel? How God anointed Jesus Christ in another. Peter summarizing in Cornelius' house. See, that message you know, which was preached from Jordan when Jesus was baptized till when he was taken up, of how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power, that he went about doing good, healing all the oppressors of the devil. He was telling whom? The house of Cornelius. And he said, the message you know. So if he knew, why was he not saved? Come on. See, that message you know. That word you know. So it, it is possible that Cornelius had been in Jesus' meeting. He said, that word you know. If he was not there, it's possible that he heard. Come on. So he, he feared God with all his arms. He gave arms to people. He prayed to God always. Praise the Lord. And then an angel appeared and said, this is not what you are supposed to be doing. So that means there must be something in Cornelius' heart. Salvation. And the angel said, ah, Call for one Peter. He will tell you what you ought to do to be saved. Are we following this? And Peter said, that word you know. Look at this. And then Peter started. Then from there, the gospel, Peter went to law. I started talking about law. Then from there, God to works. Eh? In everywhere. You know, God is not a respecter of person. In every nation that fear God and do good works. You know, he is whatever to all. The house of Cornelius was hearing, but nobody got saved. Even though the message, all that was saying were true. They were looking. Until Peter got to whom they took, whom they killed, he was getting there now. Eh? Whom they buried. And on the third day, he resurrected from the dead. And God has said that it is through him, the preaching of him will be the remission of sin. Immediately Peter said that. He said, why Peter yet speak this, this, this. Now Peter has said many things. So which one? Is this the resurrection? All of us are the rapate. Even though they believe everything that you are saying, but the moment they believe this one, they got saved. Are you following this thing that I'm talking about? So the the gospels are the eyewitness account, right? The 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 account of the spirit will therefore be things that happen in the realm of the spirit. In the lower parts of the earth. Where Jesus descended and took the death, the wage for sin, for every man. He tasted death for every man. Come on. Then, pay attention to this. So when he resurrected, his resurrection is a proof that the wages of sin was done. Are we following this? <laughs> Are we following this? Now listen to this. Pay attention. So, when he resurrected, hear this, when he resurrected, he did not resurrect with physical body. Because he was not raised from physical death. That's why there's a difference between resurrection and being raised from the dead. See, Lazarus was raised from the dead, but he died again. Jairus' daughter was raised from the dead, but he died again. Are we following this? The widow at Nain, okay, only son was raised from the dead. He died again, right? 
I said, right? Why? Because they were raised with mortal bodies. The word mortal means death doomed. So they would die again. But you see, when Jesus was raised from the dead, he wasn't raised with physical body. So resurrection is not overcoming death. Resurrection is destroying death. That's why he said, in the day of resurrection, then it shall come to pass the same. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is your power? So he said, the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death, and that is resurrection. But being raised from the dead is victory over death. Are you following what I'm saying? But resurrection is the annihilation of death. Are we following this now? Now, so he said, Jesus was raised, but not with physical word. Therefore, he was not raised from physical death. Therefore, he died a death to have been raised from that death. So which death? You go back again. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is what? So if he is giving the gift, come on, as against the wage, and the gift is life, right? Life against what? Death. If the life is eternal, then the death was eternal death. Are we following this? So he was therefore raised from eternal death. Come on. And when he was raised from there, by identification, we were raised from there. So there is no eternal death anymore for the man that is in Christ. As in, there is no. Come on. I say there is no. Thank you, Jesus. I say thank you, Jesus. Are we still following? I say are we still following these things? Praise the Lord. So, So when he was resurrected, pay attention, he also ascended. You remember in the, in the resurrection morning, Mary wanted to touch him. Then he said, no, don't touch me yet. I have not ascended. So there are two ascensions. There is an ascension that is eating from human eyes. There is an ascension that they were all looking. And then he ascended. Are you what I'm saying now? So what was the first ascension? Because, pay attention, upon resurrection, eh, he must now go to the tabernacle not made by hands. Are you what I'm saying? Eh? Of which God told Moses, ensure that you build according to the pattern. So if he was building according to a pattern, so a tabernacle was already existing before Moses' tabernacle stood. Are you following? When you look at Hebrews, I, I know Pastor Femi would have, I'm just trying to build a story to, to a point. Now look at this. So, pay attention. So Mary came and wanted to go. He said, touch me not. For I have not ascended eh, to my father. But go tell your brethren. Come on. I ascend to my father, your father. I ascend to my God, your God. So he ascended, right? Because you see, the adoration or what you call types and shadow. He said, the life of the flesh is in the blood. And I've given it. It will be what? Life, not blood. The life of the flesh is in the blood. So the emphasis was life. The life of the flesh is in the blood. And I have given it to you for atonement. So the blood, the life of the flesh is in the blood, right? So the flesh, the animal was killed. So the blood was what? Taken. 
Pay attention. He now said the life of the flesh is in the blood. But the blood was drawn from the animal that was killed. Signifying resurrection. So because the animal was killed, the blood was not taken. And life from the dead. Do you see that? Because it is that life that we enter into the tabernacle. So Jesus, you know there are two goats. He has served as scapegoat. Now he died. And he has now resurrected like the blood. Don't forget, in the mind of God and the mind of the priest, blood was not the emphasis. What's the emphasis at? Life. Because it's life for your life. So, the priest is now carrying blood. But what is he carrying? Life. So, he goes into the tabernacle. Praise the Lord. Let's cut a very long story short. He gets to where you call mercy seat, right? And then he puts the life. Because it is blood, he will say he poor, right? I mean, but he put the life on the mercy seat. Are you what I'm saying now? Now, if everything was built according to pattern, amen to God, so Jesus is now the life. He did not need blood. Because the blood was a prophecy of the resurrected life. The blood was a teaching aid to explain the resurrection. Now, he is now that blood he is now risen from the dead. Because there was no, the goat could not be risen from the dead and put and go to put to Because it's an adoration. Come on. So, as the sacrifice is the life from the dead. Come on. So, he was going into the tabernacle that all scripture might be fulfilled. So, when he got into the tabernacle, praise the Lord, not viewed by hands, Hebrews 8, Hebrews 9, Hebrews 10. Now look at what he did. He got to where you call mercy seat. The mercy seat was, don't forget, a teaching aid to explain, praise the Lord, the throne of God. Are you what I'm saying? So what you call mercy seat or throne of God or throne of grace, they are the same thing. Are you what I'm saying? Now, pay attention. So when he got there, he sat down. He fulfilled why it is called city. And not busy. Because it was actually supposed to be sat upon. Sir, when he sat there, he fulfilled all things. So he said, he ascended far above the heavens. Talking about the throne of God. Heavens is the firmament. That he might fulfill. All things. So he's sitting down there is the fulfillment. The word fulfill is completion of all things. All things written. And the evidence of that was the giving of the spirit. The spirit within. Are we following this? So these are the things he's putting inside word. Parenthesis. Now, look at this. That's why he told them they won't be able to understand. It's beyond human eyes. No human will see it. Talk to me. Come on. But the spirit will be a witness. He said, when he comes, therefore, he will guide you. So there are two witnesses. The gospel witnesses, the spirit witness. Come on. The spirit witness is now what we have as the epistle. Who, who are we reading now? Apostle Paul, right? How did he know? Spirit witness. So, Apostle Paul said, this thing, I did not learn it from man. Come on, but by revelation of Jesus Christ. Are you listening? 
to these things that I'm telling you. Now, Apostle, uh, if you look at the epistle, the epistle discusses the works of Jesus in the lower part of the earth. That, that's not human. Discusses the works of Jesus far above heavens. No, did any human go there? No, he's a witness of the Spirit. Are we following what I'm talking about now? So those are the things he put inside what? Parenthesis. Do we understand that? In verse 11, he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and what? Teachers. Verse 12, for the perfecting of the saints. The word perfect is maturing. Why are they being matured? So that there will, there will be an increase in the measure of the gift of Christ. So that for the work of ministry, so that preparation, that training, okay, increases their capacity, their inherent capacity for the work of ministry. So whichever work of ministry, pay attention, that they have now developed a capacity for, come on, God will match it with grace. So from the church suddenly, emerge apostles. Uh, I, wish, I wish you were following. From the saints, in this perfection. Okay, you were, we have pastors who were in Oikia. You were not pastors before. But you see, as he perfects the saints, now we are pastors. After this element now, so people also will rise to take more work of ministry. Are you what I'm saying now? Because the training, the discipleship, the mentorship, all the training, praise the Lord Jesus, they are not just entering here and then coming out here and then you're writing it down. It enables you to see Christ in you. And your relationship with that increases the measure of that gift of Christ. Christ being formed in you. Christ dwelling in your heart by faith. Come on. Okay, that the communication of your faith will become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing that is in you in Christ. I hope you know, every good thing in you is the spirit within. Okay, Christ within. So, your relationship with that, look at it, it's in the communication of your faith. You see that? We become what? Effect by the acknowledgement. So, there is development of capacity that increases output and productivity. But it is dependent on the person. Hallelujah. It's dependent on the person. Christ is within you. But Christ is not in you to be in you. You are in the world with Christ to bring Christ into another man. Now he said the communication of that. Communication. The koinonia of that. The transportation of that. From a point A to a point B. He said it also has a measure of effectiveness. So that somebody can communicate more effectively than another person. Oh, I don't know if you are following what I'm saying. And the reason he's able to communicate more effectively is because of the grace of God. However, that grace comes upon him to the degree that he acknowledged Christ within. So, there are certain things that some people will never be able to do like some people. Period. Come on, except they develop the same capacity. Oh, hallelujah to God. Are we following these things that I'm telling you? Glory be to God. And we looked at that beautifully this morning. And I started by telling us that a good example was Apostle Paul. Praise the Lord Jesus. Now, amen. Today, I will just touch briefly. Praise the Lord Jesus. 
on how these things are transferred. He gave gifts to men. How? Praise the Lord Jesus. How? That's why you see, it is this man that have gotten this grace. You have to should have perfect this age. Come on. Verse 11, the gifts. Verse 12, they are now perfecting the age. Maturing them. Pay attention. Maturing them. But they cannot just give them the grace. I feel I'm saying now. Because it is not in their power. Come on. It is the grace of God. It's not in their power. Praise the Lord. But it is in their power to mature the people. And, and it is in the power of the say to allow themselves to be matured. That's why students turned out differently. Come on. Everywhere, sir. If everywhere. Come on. They did not turn out equally in Jesus' ministry. Even the twelve did not turn out equally. Come on, I don't know if you are following what I'm saying. They didn't turn out equally. So that's why the all news is on you. Are you listening to what I'm saying? As a saint, maturing for ministry, you must allow yourself. That's why you see, as you go on, you will see the saints. That even the ministry gifts, okay, must also be open to training. I'll show you in scriptures. That's why a person can be able to function in all of the ministry gifts. In his lifetime. And if you have said I'm saying, because as capacity for a particular work of ministry is developed, grace comes to match. If you have been following Reverend Christopher Kilomers ministry, you will know that how you have come to know him, eh? Praise the Lord, was the work of an evangelist, atmosphere for miracle. He settled into that. Please, praise the Lord Jesus. And then grace found him. And before long, the whole nation heard of him. I feel I'm saying, the whole nation heard of him that he started even provoking envy and jealousy. It was just too much. Because even evangelists that were, they were feeling crusades started seeing that there is something different about the way this guy is doing this. I feel I'm saying, now pay attention. And that period went. But you see, the man is a constant mover. He is progressive in his Christian journey. So he keeps opening himself to study, to prayer, to discipline, to a lot of things that a lot of us cannot even begin to imagine. Are you from what I'm saying? And you know what happened? Grace found him. In fact, Reverend Christopher is an example how that, well, even if you are alone, that is not, is not by trying to associate that it is in the grace of God. Come on. <laughs> that ministry will see one deadly as a ministry. They are holding the word without the aid of another ministry. In fact, there are such a place now that they feel like they do not even need the push of another ministry. There are certain things you do, sir. As long as ministry is about the grace of God. If you build the needed capacity, that grace will come. And then, don't forget, you become something by the grace of God. And it is that grace that produces the labor. Uh, 
Are you listening to these things that I am saying? So, ladies and gentlemen, so it is now, after a while, pay attention, then you now see him said to at a point in the office of a teacher. He reduced all those whatever. Started saying indomo. They started holding conferences. Started teaching. Then brought in Greeks and Hebrews. Then, um, praise the Lord Jesus. Okay? Then he said to in that capacity, new creation realities. And then all of that. Then now, at a point also, he moved into the prophetic. That right on television, you mentioned people's name. You mentioned this. You mentioned that. But right now, you will know, if you understand ministry, that he has set you into the apostolic. And this apostle that I'm telling you now is now global in influence. For Yaki Lomen is an institution. We need to be having a ministry course for Yaki Lomen. I'm telling you. It's an institution. Hey. Wait, and I will tell you how this grace of God gets his voice louder. You will hear it. Now pay attention. So, uh, so Apostle Paul, right? Now, let me quickly explain something about Apostle Paul. Pay attention. So when Apostle Paul had this encounter on the way to the word, Damascus, there was a leap in Apostle Paul's ability and capacity of the appreciation and appropriation of Christ within. Come on. That allow a rush of grace. So when you see Apostle Paul's ministry, there was a jump. And it is the grace of God. Look at me. I persecuted in my own capacity because of my Quran, whatever. When I was in JS1, immediately I entered JS1, the principal of the school became afraid. At GS1 already, I was already popular. Popular for the wrong thing. I was, I was, I, I was a terror. Why? Muslim student society. I was pushing the Islamic front. And because of my, uh, my knowledge, I had some alpha that found that I said, wow, this young man is afraid of nothing, is ashamed of nothing. Let's back him. I became the arrowhead. It was so strong that where uh, uh, student fellowship immediately is break time. My job is to go through classes to find somebody that is preaching. If I if I find you, you are in trouble. People will gather, I will get there, and I will scatter them. I was also into Taekwondo. You know Taekwondo, and I was a fighter for your state. So it's not street Taekwondo. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you see how fit I am? These guys, they know. As they are like this, you see, they're heavier than me. If I do, bro, they will not know how they got to the floor. <laughs> you see, they <laughs> Praise the Lord. I was beating them up. Then we're now coming back for JS2. And we had bigger plans. In fact, we were able with some other organization and then went to the state governor and took a letter that stopped Christian fellowship in your state. I was part of that movement. I'm telling you, real life story. JS2, we were ready for more. But before I resume, I was just watching TV. 
And then the last thing that I will expect, everything disappeared. Everything in the room disappeared. And then it was first of all like a sun, like the sun descended into the living room. Then as I was hiding my face, then the, the, the intensity of the last I did deeply, and there was Jesus. And then the first thing he said to me was, what is cool? is a, a Quranic whatever. Eh? The dividing line between uh, Christian and Islam. Let me lead what you led. You see that? Let me lead what you led means he begot not. Neither was he begotten. In the whole universe, there is none like him. Now, he started with that. Second day, he appeared again. Third day, he appeared again. Fourth day, pay attention. I started looking for church to go to. Now, now pay attention. People are becoming to preach to me. And then they'll be beaten up. Now, I am looking for church. What, what was responsible? Encounters. You will see. You know, I told you, I will tell you what way that will magnify the functions of grace. That's why there are some sets that are fighting encounters. When people tell you, it's not about experience. It's not about experience. That's why I believe we hear some believers now in certain sectors say the Spirit of God told me. Because they've been taught that the Spirit has spoken. It has been written down. Now go and read the leading of the Spirit. You know, yeah, uh, Reverend Femi, I'm glad to be your company, sir. You hear him saying, the Spirit told me. I like when I hear people who are hearing the voice of the Spirit. A lot of people don't hear anymore. It is blocked. They are looking for the leading of the Spirit here. Wait. So, Amen. Pay attention. Then, when I eventually, you know, got born again and all of that, went to different churches and I wasn't comfortable because they were afraid, they were not even sure, you know, and all of that. And I felt that, no, I can't live like this. I, can't, I was afraid to be a Christian because they were so afraid and all of that. And I know where I was coming from. I want to die. Hallelujah. Eventually, a church that was coming, they were preaching to me. I was beating them. This is to me. I was, I was fighting them. And I said, these people have tried. So, let me go to them. I went there, sir. Praise the Lord Jesus. I was there. Sir, in one year, I was the pastor of the church. GS3. One year. The guys, the workers and leaders that were coming to preach to me, I became their pastor. You don't understand what I'm saying? The, the, the overseer left the church in my hand. What happened there? Growth. How, how did that growth happen so fast? Encounters. My conviction of Jesus today eh, is primarily encounters. Are you what i now? There is something encounter will do to you, sir. Your audacity level will change. Your expression. Fire will be coming out of you when you are talking about Jesus. Because you are not talking about Jesus, you read. I saw him. When 15 minutes, when you hear me, 
you will know this man knows what he's talking about. I'm not talking about Jesus that somebody read to me. I am talking about the God that we are all serving. I saw him. We have sat down. We talked. We have held ourselves like this. When I was when I was in university, 100 level, we'll finish from campus. We'll be going home. About four of us discussing. All of a sudden, Jesus will join us. I will be walking sometimes 40 minutes, 30 minutes. When he's through, then I caught, I talked to my friend. I say, Did you hear that? I say, Hear what? He said, Don't tell me you didn't see Jesus. I said, Ah, he's been with us for almost 40 minutes. Apparently, I was the only one hearing the conversation. All those encounters put me at the pedestal that it would take some people, yes, they will seem be not, not be able to develop that capacity. Are you listening to this that I'm saying? Let me shock you. Say shock me. Say, say electrocute me. <laughs> Glory! <laughs> so, when you put, when you put, when, when you put, when you put here, Apostle, Apostle Philip, Apostle Philip, people say, are you sure? A man invited me to a church in Ibadan, World Gospel Church or something like that. Or this Yoruba prophet. You know, he heard of the things that God was doing. And somebody that testified, said, ah, I know one young evangelist. So he invited me. I think then I, think then I was in secondary school. I think as we be, as we be in uh, SS3. And so I got there to preach. And then, <laughs> the first day when I started talking about miracles, ah, the young man that came to take announcement said, ah, I said, the Bible says we should not be a false testimonial. I said, he couldn't believe those testimonies. They were too much for him. He started preaching against false testimony. Wait, you didn't hear anything. I did not even know that. It was a discussion between the leaders and the pastor that, ah, he run away with my father. Ah! He will lay in the Look at this. How did I know? The following day, the pastor came up. Prophet, all this, all this, all okay, prophet. Came and, and took the microphone. He was the one that did the opening prayer. He told them not to do it. He now said, Ah, she mutolo. See, I sought after God. The testimony of this young man. I couldn't believe it. He said, I had to go to God in prayer. See, see. I have ministered in a place. I ministered in a church. Let me not call the church name. <laughs> After I finished ministry, preaching, teaching the word, you know, led people to Christ, and I said, wow, so I see the glory of God in this place. Then I looked at the choristers, you know, mass choir. I just said, can you give me a song on the Holy Spirit? As I said, can you give me a song on the They were all sitting down. All of them collapsed on the floor. Why they were sitting down? And then I was shocked. Yeah? Then I looked at the, the array of ministers to tell them that, did you see that? Even though I saw like this, all of them collapsed on the floor. And then, praise the Lord Jesus. And then, quiet, all of them, they were, I, think, I, I was not, I, I just wanted to say, give me a song. That was all. I went and said, ah, did you see that? Everybody sitting down, sir. They collapsed on the floor. Then I talked to the congregation. 
There was one pastor that was sitting down there. That one is a zona pastor. Look at it. He got to carry his Bible and ran away. I said, hey, hey, was, was running. Guess what he was saying? Juju, juju, juju. They never saw anything like that before. <laughs> See, there are things I have seen, sir, that I hardly share. When believers become more believers, imagine testimonies that make believers more believers. Real life, these people have seen me with me. They've seen incredible miracles. I've known this man now for how many years? Sir? 18 years. When we were on campus, he will come and meet me. From morning to night, I'll be speaking over his head. Speaking over his head. While we are going, we will stop on the street in the night. I'm talking about 11 p.m. Take it! He went inside forest. Then I will now start looking for him. <laughs> Drag him out. <laughs> we will continue. He has followed me in programs. Who says we have seen incredible things that if you share them today, leaders, faith preachers will not believe. So the prophet said he went to the Lord. Ah, Oluwa, you told me you were saying there's only God. Ah, what this testimony are they true? He said he prayed through the night because he wanted to stop me from continuing the meeting. Because the old church did not believe the testimony I was doing. <laughs> Praise the Lord Jesus. Over he did vision. Then he came because he won. Apparently, they've been saying it. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. So he had to come to tell the people, ah, he has encountered God though. Then he said in the vision that he was taken in the vision. And the Lord told him that everything that he is telling you is true. He said, and this evening, talking about that day that he was talking about, you will see practical. <laughs> and then he came and said, oh, Tony, <laughs> he was not appealing to the people. You will know that he has discussed with them. You will go to the leader and say, oh, Tony, oh, look, God said, oh, Tony, God said it's true. And then that day, in the middle of the teaching, I was talking about the healing Jesus. All of a sudden, the Lord said, there are people here with medical reports. Call them out and I will beat the report. The report. Then I said, in the middle, I just said, God just told me now that there are people here with medical reports. You can stand right now. God said he will beat those medical reports. And three people got up with their medical report. The, the one lady, I said, yes, what is it? He said, pastor, on my left breast here are two lobes. And I was told that they are cancerous. She was trying to bring the medical. I said, it's your medical report. I said, here. He said, put your hand there right now. Put his hand. And I just said, in the name of Jesus. And she collapsed on the floor. She was there for a while. So I left that. And I attended to the other lady. But that lady had protruded stomach. I thought maybe she was overdue. You get it. And then her medical report, there are complications. That maybe, you know, and all of that. And that's why she came. And then she said, no, pastor, I thought I was pregnant. They said, this is fibroid. They say it is now even complicated that even if they try to do surgery now, that it is too late. 
And then I said, in the name of Jesus. She collapsed on the floor. Right there, sir. Before the face of every, everybody. Colorless, odorless liquid. I, I don't know if it's water. You understand? Because I did not test it. You understand? <laughs> but colorless, odorless liquid was pouring out of her. As the water was pouring out, her stomach was going down. Life in the middle. She got up with flat stomach. The fibroid was gone. Why we were shouting, the lady that fell under power, you know, suddenly opened her eyes and got up. She, she almost removed her clothes. She could not trace the two lumps. Uh, we're in a meeting in Uromi where a lady came to that meeting with four years pregnancy. Oh. <laughs> I just finished preaching and I wanted to lead the people in prayer. So I said, let us pray. All of a sudden, a testimony of a woman in a redeemed church that I ministered in worry that came to the meeting with six years pregnancy. Came to mind. Okay? And I was giving that testimony. That hey, hear this one. It just came. You know I'm giving testimony now. I don't just give testimonies. No. That's another sign of my ministry. Everything I have mentioned here now. There are, there are things in this congregation. That's another sign Jesus told me in a vision. He said as you minister. The people you will minister to. I will, I will let you know by bringing similar testimony up in your spirit. You see how these testimonies are coming up? I'm telling you. I, I am not just... That's experience, right? But it's prophecy now for some people here. Look at this. That you Kishogu. I am telling you before the end of this conference, go and do another test. Hallelujah. When I gave that testimony, it just came to mind. I just gave it six years pregnancy. Amen to God. Then all of a sudden, one woman was stumbling. She was there. One woman was somersaulting. The power of God would literally carry her up and hit her on the floor. And then she was somersaulting. People went and took a hold of her, you know, peed her leg so that she would not be scattering everywhere. Right there where she was, she came with flat tummy. Her stomach started growing. Life story, he was there. She came with, you will not know she was pregnant. She came normal. When she got up from under the power of God, she was like nine months pregnant. In her testimony, she said, amen, that a young girl of 11 or 10 years, praise the Lord, was playing with her daughter. Amen. And they know those, the girl, her family to be into witchcraft. So everybody avoid them. So he stopped, she stopped the girl from playing with her daughter. And the girl said, so you don't want me to play with your daughter? I said, so you know what me can play with your picky? He said, yes. Say, hey, no be better, you get so. The woman said she was not even aware that she was pregnant. Say, so you know, no, say you get better. Say, the small girl said, we go see how you go take burnout. See, that was how she went for a test and they told her she was pregnant. She carried that pregnancy for four years. She was there. The following month, the, the, the lady delivered. Glory to God. Now, that's supernatural, right? 
while I was few weeks old in the Lord from visions. I didn't know anything other than I was seeing him and I was hearing his voice. My first encounter in the miraculous was raising the dead. What I said, what I did not say, I'm not aware. And if was, I have not started reading the Bible. I have never read that the dead could be raised. Because there is no raising of the dead in the Quran. One man died, he is still dead. Now, and I have not started reading the Bible to know that the dead could be raised. I have only come to the faith. Are you, are you following what I'm saying? And Jesus has been appearing to me and I've been hearing his voice and following him. And then somebody died and I heard him say, because I wanted to burn, you know, the book. And then he told me, because when I came back from going to churches, you know, and I was not satisfied. And then I went to my Quran and I started reading. He said, ah, what are you doing? I said, I'm reading Quran. So I thought we were true with it. I said, well, I went over among those Christian folks. I don't like the way they are living. I can't live like that. They are not sure. They are afraid. And then he said, those folks are my children, but they are poor representatives. Then he told me to do something with the Quran. As I was going, I just thought to him, I said, ah, he's just commanding you and you are just obeying. So I stopped. I don't know who. That was, all, that was the voice that came to me. Then I replied to him and I said, if there's no difference in two weeks, I'll buy another one. Less than two weeks, sir. That was how somebody died. And then why I was afar, I heard him say, you say you want to see difference in two weeks. So go there, put your hands on that board, and I will bring it back to life. Immediately, without even knowing, I said no. I, I did not even think about it. I said no. While I was saying no, I was going there. I'm telling you supernatural stuff, sir. <laughs> to cut a long story short, I was there. Lifeless boy. Lifeless. Praise the Lord Jesus. Washed as though they waited to take, to take him to mortuary. As I was looking, not knowing what to do, my knee buckled off its own. My hand stretched as if like this. Was on the boy. And then my mouth started talking. I cannot call it speaking in tongues because I don't want to call it what it is not. So I started saying things I had no idea of. What was just coming out, coming out, after saying whatever I said or did not say whatever I did not say. The boy opened his eyes. I shifted first, and then he sat up, and then we were looking at ourselves, and then I said yes, and then I started hearing knock at the door because when I entered and I saw the boy, I heard the voice shut the door behind him. So I bolted it up, bolted it down. So it's like, I thought, yeah, but, 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 probably from my, when I opened, I, you know, I didn't know much. I didn't know how I was supposed to preach. I didn't know how I was supposed to do it. I didn't know. The, I just carried the boy. When they opened the door, I presented the boy and they almost collapsed on the floor. I didn't know what I was supposed to do. I was just going, I was just going. Out. <laughs> I felt proud to belong to Jesus. I had not started reading the Bible. So, when that encounter, praise the Lord, when I now started reading the Bible, that encounter has already increased my elastic limit of appreciation and appreciation of Christ within. And that in itself has improved that capability that attracted the grace that has made me who I am. Today we have 22 dead bodies raised. Huh? If you come to, I'm, I'm talking real life stuff. 
if you come to our center and you happen to come the day that somebody that was that was dead, I would say this guy was dead. That one was dead. You go and meet them and say, ah, you were dead. So I was dead. Though. I was dead. So when you hear Apostle Phillips, Apostle Phillips, Apostle Phillips, and then you hear this supernatural, are you aware? Are you aware that people's knowledge of me is supernatural? In fact, many times that's how they that's why they invite me. You know, God has spoken to people, you understand, they were planning supernatural meetings that, have, that don't know me. And God told them, I have a son. Invite him. And God led them to me. So there is something about the supernatural. Huh? That he has given me something about, given me something about, both to teach it so that it will not be lost to generation. I'm telling you. Now, why did I say all this? So that when you see certain capacity with a man, and especially if it is very fast, then you will know you are looking at a man who has encounters. There is something a counter does for you that years of study will not do. That's why you some of these guys that are doing mighty things with less knowledge. Because a counter brings you to know him, but it might not explain him. <laughs> so you see these guys that know God, but they can't explain God. Come on. And that knowledge, many times, is experiential knowledge that improves certain capability that attracts certain grace upon them. So, at very few days and weeks old in the Lord, you see that? I became a pastor. Over an assembly, can you imagine I wear short to school? Eh? At Mokola, Obaki B High School one. At Mokola, just by the cultural center. Eh? That was my school. I will wear short to school. Then in the evening, I will come and minister. I'm not talking about fellowship in whole church. With mighty manifestation of God's power. GS3, 1993, 1994. Are you following? These things that I'm telling you. So apparently, the encounter did something to me that improved the measure of the gift of Christ. I don't know if you're following what I'm saying. That improved the measure of the gift of Christ. And that continued and continued and continued until 2000. Praise the Lord Jesus. I was in prayers and the Lord stood before me in a vision. Life like this. And then, having said many things about his plan, faces of my ministry and all of that, then he told me, he said, many apostles have come and they have gone. He said, but now it is your turn to go forth as a sent one and preach the gospel to all creation and save them. And then he vanished. Huh? Look at this. He said, now it is your turn. But many have come and they have gone. It took me years to understand that. Because in the vision, Jesus told me, every time you are confused and you are feeling weak and unsure concerning ministry front, say, remember the visions. And many times when I go back to the visions, some things I didn't see before becomes clear. 
Praise the Lord Jesus. Now let me tell you one. Now, you know, believing it huh, is, is your problem. You know, <laughs> you, you were not there. Are you listening what I'm saying now? So, if you like, you believe it. If you like, you don't believe it. Praise the Lord Jesus. <laughs> it doesn't change anything. The most important thing is that he said it to me and I'm working in it. Are you feeling what I'm saying? Look at this. Many apostles have come and they have gone. Why saying that? But now it is your turn. He was telling me that this grace and apostleship, pay attention, those who have carried it, they have gone. So, the grace and apostleship that is upon me by the grace of God, praise the Lord Jesus Christ, it's something that has been carried generation. I am the one carrying it now. By the grace of God, as we go ahead in the future, we will see the realities of these things. There are things I have seen that Jesus does not permit me to see. Come on. Angels, scroll. You know, sometimes when you read some of these things, the angel carries through. I was standing with Jesus one day in a vision. And then there was an angel that was riding a flying horse. And then he flew around like that. And I was standing with Jesus. He just was just Talk now. He was not talking. He was looking at the angel. And then the angel, the, the, we were here like this. So it seemed that the, the, the thing flew from us like this and turned around. Only God knew why he was turning around. They came and landed at the same place. And then the angel came down with his crew and gave it to me. He said, I am sent from the presence of the Almighty God. When he said presence of the Almighty God, now look at Jesus. Sir. <laughs> we are in the presence of the Almighty God. <laughs> he said, to give you this crew. So I looked at Jesus. He said, take it. So I took it. And I looked at him and said, eat it. And then I ate it. And he said some things to me that I'm not permitted to say. There are generational things. And there are people, amen, that carry that generation. So that unique thing will not be lost. Many apostles have come and they have gone. But now it is your turn to go forth. There's a dating I'm carrying. It does not look so now, have you? Don't worry. I'm not looking for clout. I know how these things work. So I stay obedient to instructions. I'm telling you. Huh? In my corner, doing what he said to do. Studying, praying, developing capacity. Oh, praise God for that. As I close, look at this. Apostle Paul, what I'm telling you now, praise the Lord Jesus, is similar with Apostle Paul. Do you know, the day Apostle Paul saw Jesus Christ, there was a shift. He's, look at this. He knew Jesus Christ, come on, and the ministry of the gospel right there than the apostles. <laughs> Wait. He fell to the ground. Amen? The account has started. Look at this. And then he said, who are you, Lord? He said, I am Jesus. Whom thou persecuted. Ah. And then you would have, Paul would have said, ah, I know who I'm persecuting you. It's not Jesus. So. I never met you. I don't know you. So when he said, I am Jesus. Whom first days out. First encounter with Jesus. From there, Paul saw identification. He saw that Jesus did not put any difference between the believer and himself. 
From there already, he understood the in Christ reality. That's why you see in him, by womb, through womb, in Christ, Christ in you, came from Apostle Paul. When Jesus said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting, and Paul knew he was persecuting. So he saw that Christ and the church are one. First day, how? First day, first encounter. He already knew identification. Something the other guy don't know. Come on. Christ has not even entered into him. Oh. Then, say, what must I do, Lord? He said, well, you go, it shall be told you what you will do. Pay attention. He was blind, right? When he was seen, he was blind. When he became blind, he started to see. Wait. He saw a man. Name Ananias. Coming to him. <laughs> Coming to him. And saying, Brother Paul, you know the rest of the story. Why he was seeing that Jesus was acting it out? Was with Ananias. Behold the prayer and I seen the vision. That a man Ananias is coming to lay at this about three days. And then Ananias was arguing with the Lord. Ah, you don't know this guy. This must be a setup. <laughs> if not, Ananias had a unique relationship with God. Ananias was hiding because he knew Paul was coming to town. In fact, there was a reason that God chose Ananias to tell him that kind of a thing. Because the man was not a leader. He just said one disciple. Because God knows his heart. It's Ananias. He said, yes, Lord. He knew. Then he said, ah! Ananias was telling the Lord, you have not heard about this man. <laughs> As he, he was telling the Lord that, ah, are you a learner? <laughs> this man, the reason he's even coming is to kill all those that call your name. You are now setting me up. Today, would have said, Satan, I bind you. No wonder. Eh? The, Satan now appears like an angel of life. You want to go and meet Paul. Don't if you hear Paul. You enter here. He said, go. I will show him how many things he will suffer for my name's sake. That takes boldness, sir. It takes boldness, sir. And it can only take a counter. <laughs> and there was Ananias. Sir, these are few days. Ananias got to him. Spoke to him. Jesus Christ. Now look at that. The supernatural already. Paul just saw a vision. Paul believed. And Ananias said so. Because Ananias came and said, the Lord that appeared to you. Everything was supernatural. So everything opened the heart of Paul. To realms beyond the human realms. This, the apostle could not even smell. A few days out, he, was, he already knew identification without being born again yet. And Ananias came, gave him the gospel, led him to Christ, put hands on him that his eyes may be what? So already knew that blind eyes can open. I don't know if you're broken. He experienced it first time. Already, he has not started learning doctrine. Are you listening to this? What I'm saying, praise the Lord. Then the guy put hands on him that he might be filled with the Holy Ghost. Already, post that the copper, theta, topa. Ah, and then when you read chapter 22, chapter, you have the full story. 
That, that is what Ananias told him, sir. You're great. Then, in chapter 22, 26, chapter 26, he said, after Ananias was gone, praise the Lord, he said, and while I pray in the temple, behold, he stood before me. Come on. I said, get thee out of Jerusalem, for they will not receive your testimony of me. Now go to the Gentiles of whom I now send thee. And then Jesus Christ started telling him his mission, what you have him do, location. Come on. With how you go to the kings, how you go to whatever. Whereas the other apostles, they are still looking for knowledge of what to do. They are still trying to find their purpose. Look at that now. So all of this encounter improved Paul's measure of the gift of Christ. That even from the onset, certain grace came on him. I took a hold of it. I don't know if you are following these things that I'm talking about. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you listening to this? So, those encounter enable him to appreciate and appropriate Christ, right? Also enabled him for discipline. A man like that said, everything that will gain to me, I consider but joke. Do you know what that means? Imagine carrying all your certificates. Paul was connected. Paul, he said, I suffer loss of all of these things that I may gain Christ. Come on. Then celibacy came in. Come on. The vow of suffering came in. I don't know if you are following what I'm saying. Because Paul did not see it fair to have children. Come on. Because he made some children fatherless. He can't be fair. Even though he was forgiven. But he couldn't bring himself to forgive himself. To marry when I rendered. Come on. I took away people's wives. Took away people's husbands. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So he had a vow of death on his life. Why, sir? Because he put to death. So he felt that he does not, he's not worthy of living. Preaching the same thing that he robbed people of longevity to preach. So he started entering into certain discipline. And those certain discipline were, those discipline were solely because of the gift of Christ. That I may know him. The power of his resurrection. The fellowship of his suffering. Being made conformable to his death. So that Apostle Paul was not looking for testimony for himself. He was looking for a testimony with himself that would glorify the gospel. I, let me shock you. They put him in prison, right? And then, you know what we say? Paul and Silas, they prayed, they sang, the Holy Ghost came down. Paul and Silas, they prayed, they sang the holy wait. So when the Holy Ghost came down, what happened? Their chains got broken, right? They were free from prison. But they didn't go. So why are we singing? Paul and Silas, they pray. We want deliverance. They got deliverance. They didn't leave prison. When the open shook and their chains fell off, not just the one of all the prisoners. This is escape. Paul and Silas held the other prisoners and said, you guys are going nowhere. 
the man thought that they had escaped. So he took whatever to kill himself. He said, hold it. We are all here. The man was not seeking deliverance. He was seeking that his life, whether by death or life, would be the exhortation of Christ. See, we are all here. As if they held the prisoner from escaping. Say, yes, we know this is supernatural. We know this is prison break. We know God did this one. We know it's an effect of prayer, but we are not using it. We are staying here. Look at this. Trouble not yourself, for we are all one. We are all here. All of a sudden, a man, a jailer, who people in prison, was not telling prisoner what must I do to be saved. When a jailer is telling the jail eh, what he would do to be free. <laughs> you don't know understand what I'm saying? The free man who put in the prison is not asking prisoner what must I do to be free? He saw something. Sir. That was what Paul wanted. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Thou shalt be saved. Thou and thy household. That encounter led to the centurion's salvation. And what? And his household. If Paul had escaped, he would have lost that. So the guy was not looking for deliverance. Come on! Are you aware? Praise the Lord Jesus. Because God told him, you will stand before, uh, uh, what do you call it? Kings, I don't have to testify. Do you know how many kings Paul stood before? Paul ensured he was following that. You know when they were carrying him about, carrying him about, carrying him about. Look at this. Paul had a citizenship, a Roman, as it were, a passport in his pocket. They were carrying him about. He did not use it to, and he could have been free. He could have said, I am a Roman citizen. Until they carried him. And then when they found that there was nothing in him, and he has defended, preached the gospel. Felix was there. Agrippa was here. When they heard the gospel, I was your, your much learning has made you mad. And I was saying, you almost turned me to a Christian. <laughs> then, then he said, I do not just wish that you would just become as I am. I want everybody here to be as I am except for this bond. That was the man, sir. Then, then you are now thinking when he said, I live bored more than they all, yet not I, for the grace of God. Because he sacrificed more than they all. Regarding this measure of the gift of Christ. Let me round off with this. Immediately he spoke and all the people, Festus, Agrippa, all of them could not find what? They now wanted to set him free. Paul did not like it. You know what he said? Then the next thing he said, I am a Roman citizen. Ah! They now entitled to trouble. Because they've taken a Roman <laughs> and it's unlawful for them to do so. Begin now starts. Started again. They were now trying to dodge you know what he said? When they were now trying to make him escape, he said, I appeal to Caesar. Ah, you don't want to be free. <laughs> and once a Roman said, I appeal to Caesar, he must see Caesar. Because now, he is suing them. They wanted to let him free. He did not want freedom. Why? He was seeking occasion to get the gospel to the corridors of power. 
Many of us, you are seeking grace. God has given you opportunity to see the gospel come to a certain place, but you chose pleasure. Many things we call testimony today. Huh? It was opportunity to preach Christ. Come on, for God. Let us set you free. Say, no, we must set you free. I appeal to Caesar. Come on. And grace found him. Say, this man has pushed himself from all these things. He's there for you, verse 1 to honor. He said, God is the same. The same with everyone. The same with his grace. So what he does for one, he will do for another under the same circumstance. He said, it is true. As it was there, it is true today that if you purge yourself from these things, yeah, these distractions, you will indeed be in verse unto honor. Greater work of ministry, greater opportunity for the revelation of Jesus will come through you. Kappa, say it is now. The time is now. But there is time no more. No when will you take heed to the ministry and to fulfill it, if not now? Now is it, the Spirit says. He is willing. He is willing to turn loose the grace. He is willing. For the grace is for ministry, the Spirit says. The grace is for ministry, the Spirit says. When, when saints are willing to offer themselves sacrificially to minister, to be ministers, they will find this grace for ministry, the Spirit says. So, when he said the grace that was given me was not in vain, I labored more than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God. Then when you see a man like that, then you do not expect something less by the grace of God. Hallelujah to God. I said hallelujah to God. When I have opportunity again, pay attention. Amen. You know, I've told you what I, what, I, what I dealt with today is a counter. Believers pursue encounters. Encounters must be part of our quest. There is something encounters does for you. If this grace is according to the measure of the gift of Christ, encounter plays a great role. Come on, in your appreciation and appropriation of this gift of Christ. Encounter will jumpstart you. I'm telling you, sir. A counter will cover more years. A counter will take you through many years. A counter, as it were, will act like promotion. It will accelerate certain things that will take you years to get. Do you know how many years all those guys were learning ministry? Paul, first day with Jesus, knew exactly what his ministry was. Come on. From a counter. You know, people say, you don't need to see Jesus. See him, in, see him in the world. See him in the world. Paul started to see Jesus. You know, Paul knew scriptures. Talk to me. Paul was a Pharisee. 
of Pharisee. He was the best of Gamalit students. Are you listening what I'm saying? So he knew scriptures. But he never saw Christ until he saw Christ. So, from that encounter, reference, when Paul opened scripture, he saw Christ. So, he saw Christ first in visions. Before he saw Christ in scriptures. Seeing Christ in visions helped him to see Christ clearly in scriptures. So, what the others could not see in scripture, he saw it before he saw him in vision. Encounters from today. In the name of Jesus, you are baptized into encounters. Hey, mama, mama, mama. I don't know how somebody will be talking down on visions of Jesus. I don't understand. So you don't need to see Jesus. You don't need to see Jesus. You see, that's how people get into error. That's how people get that. How do you know error? How do you know truth? Was it not Apostle Paul? Huh? Huh? He saw truth because he saw Jesus. See, sir. See Jesus will catapult you. It will leave you with something. Come on. It will do something for you. Kabayendo shizenoniso. Shena. And the thing is this. He wants to reveal himself to you. I'm telling you. Certain things about his plan and purpose for your life will become very clear when you see him. When you see him. As in Jesus the Lord. Why would somebody say, don't try to see him? I don't get it. Come on. If a count has helped Paul, it will not harm us. Talk to me. Paul's ministry was great by the grace of God, right? That grace of God, come on, featured functionally aided by encounters. Check people that have seen the Lord. Just check them. There is something about them. You know, you know in the Bible that he will supply all your needs, right? <laughs> but if Jesus appeared to you and tell you, I will supply all your needs. <laughs> you see, you can, you can go to bank. You go to your landlord and say, I will pay your money tomorrow. But you know it's in the Bible. If Jesus appeared to you and quote a Bible to you, that Bible, you will not doubt it again. But he's here. There is something, sir. You come into encounters. Provisions for your meetings. Can you put up your hands, sir? And you will come into encounters. You see Jesus, not just in healings and miracles in your crusade. You will see him life in your crusades. You have a meeting coming up. When is it? Next week. There will be provisions. 
in this meeting now, in the next few minutes, I baptize you into encounters. Some things will become very clear. You know, you know, Kenetegi ministry was great, right? You know, a lot of people don't know that the greatness of Kenetegi ministry is in John Encounters. You think Kenetegi, Kenetegi, why Kenetegi was teaching faith? He was learning faith from some people that were around. Huh? Why Kenetegi was teaching gifts of, gifts of the Spirit? As he studied, he would go and verify his study from other men who were alive. By teaching the gifts of the Spirit. So how come can I take this impact was everywhere today? Encounters. Jesus appeared to me. Jesus. How many of us know that was what drew us to him? How can a man just be seeing Jesus like that? Come on. So can I think it was great because encounters increase his capacity and measure of the gift of Christ. So certain grace was finding the expression to me. Kapoyo nosia, kash kanaka, tombre inakato. You see, I mentioned Kennedy again because look at me, look at me. Because there is something about a grace with the prophetic on Kennedy again that's going to begin to operate through you. Look at me. Just help him down. It's a baptism. It's an encounter. Pay him there. In few minutes, something will enter into that young man. Lift your hands, somebody. Talk in other tongues. Encounters. Lord, I pray for encounters. You have just listened to a message of Oikea Christian Center. For other messages, visit our website at www.oikeacc.org. Remain blessed.